Hallelujah. Most high God, we give you thanks. We thank you because you are the Lord of the heaven. You are the ruler of the earth. We thank you because you are the Lord of our lives. You are the one with whom we have to do. We thank you because you are the Lord of the world. You are the world. And we are product of the world. Therefore, we came to interface with the world today for our lives to be better and reflect Christ more in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please, before we sit, bring out, thank you, chosen vessel. Lift up your Bibles. Let's take our Bible affirmation. Say with me, this is my Bible. It is God's ignorant and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study, store it in my heart, by memorization and meditation, show it in my life, by doing these teachings, and sow it in my world, by being a witness, hereafter, I'll never be the same, never, 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 in the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore, amen. God bless you. Please, you may be warmly seated. And I want you to welcome somebody to you. Welcome somebody seated beside you to service this evening. Tell him, brother, sister, I'm glad you are in service today. I look forward to being blessed. What about you? Amen. Today, by God's grace, we are starting a new series that could take a while, but actually, it's a subset of where we stopped off in the month of April. Praise the Lord. Open with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to discuss the subject of spiritual transformation. If you looked at the uh, bulletin for the month you will see the process there like the metamorphosis of a butterfly that is what we are going to be using as a pictorial base to discuss what we want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 3 sorry 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 2. I'll read from two translations of scripture. From verse 1 I read. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. That means that they were actually such short changing themselves. The full dimensions of the truth that would have been communicated to them by the Apostle Paul could not be communicated to them. Remember in Romans chapter 1, he told the, apostle, the church in Rome 
that I desire to come to you that I might impart unto you some spirituals. So when you refuse to grow, when you refuse to be transformed as a child of God, you are actually shortchanging yourself. So it's actually very important that you learn and you make up your mind that as for growth, I must grow. Amen. He says, I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He listed the three categories of people that are found in this church. He said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to be ate, neither yet now are you able to be ate. Previously, you couldn't understand it, even if I decide to go deeper. But even now, the situation is still the same. It has not changed because they have not grown. I read it from the Passion Translation of the Bible. It says, brothers and sisters, showing that he was, written, he was writing to Christians. When I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature. For you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Have you seen the description of the immature? Dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because you are immature infants in Christ, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with solid food, of more advanced teachings because you weren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed with solid food. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13. Again, I'll read the King James Version and I'll read from the Passion Translation. Hebrews 5 13. It says, For everyone that useth milk because the word of God is classified as milk, 1 Peter 2.2, or as meat, Hebrews 5.13. It says, for every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not pierced by the revelation of righteousness. That was the Passion Translation. The King James says, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Beloved, in the Corinthian church, as shown or penned down by Apostle Paul, and which is most likely the cases in other Christian gatherings today, more so, we have generally three classes of believers. They are born again. There are babes, those who just got born again. There are those who have been born again for a while who think that longevity in church is equivalent to growth who think that being part of the political system in church is equivalent to growth, who think that being elected into a position of leadership or a position in which he has a few or some people that are reporting to him is akin to spiritual growth. The Bible describes them as carnal. In the course of this teaching, you will see what their characters look like. The third category that Apostle Paul described there as spirituals. That is, those that have been born again, 
who are interested in maturity and who indeed are pursuing spiritual maturity. They are coming into a full understanding of who they are in Christ, manifesting the Christ-likeness that they have been called to. The Bible says in Romans 8 that we have been called to confirm, to conform to the image of his son. They are interested in growth. They are exercising themselves for growth. And they are moving forward for growth. Amen. I says, when you get born again, you are born like a child into God's family. And children drink milk. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. And so, as infants, we needed to be cared for. However, the Lord has instructed that children, infants, be fed with milk so that we can grow out of infancy into adolescence. Even when it is uh, breastfeeding only, the marks a full-time uh, mother will do is maybe two years. After that, she takes you off milk. It doesn't matter how much you cry. It doesn't matter how much because for you to grow into the pen she's looking forward to seeing, she must begin to feed you with things that will facilitate growth. And God at times deliberately allows us to go through these stages too because his desire is that we come into adulthood. Now, from these scriptures, there are some things I want us to see there. It says, babes are unskilled in the word of righteousness. The word unskilled can be said in our modern day English or described in three different languages or three different words. And I want you to see how you fit in. It says one, because if you look at the word pierced and the word unskilled, it actually, they have the same Greek word that describes them. So the first meaning, like if you read that uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 in the NIV Bible, he will use the word uh, inexperienced because that is the alternative word for the word uh, unskilled, inexperienced. That is, they don't have the knowledge or understanding required for them to be able to stand in the full calling that God has given them. I noted here, knowledge or understanding that you require as a result of repeatedly seeing a thing, revelation, or doing a thing, being a doer of the word, or being exposed to a thing. Inexperience in handling the oracles, the word of God, the word of righteousness, can I have uh, Romans chapter 4, for example, on screen from verse 18? Romans 4 from verse 18. I want you to look at this. It's part of the scripture I have been dwelling on in the last two or three days. And I just want to share some things with you there. The word inexperience. The Bible says, who against hope? believed in hope. What is hope? An expectation. I have an expectation for this. But in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, we are told that 
expectation, I mean hope, is different from faith. You can hope for something, but what makes it substantial in your hands, what gives substance to it, is your faith. No matter how much you hope, it can never produce what faith will produce. And so as you begin to be exposed to the word of God, you learn these things. And when you learn these things and you are in a position to exercise faith, you know that you can hope for something. But what substantiates that hope is faith. So I must build my faith. Experience is coming in. Growth is coming in. He says that he might become the father of many nations according to what was with that which was what spoken. So his hope or his faith is based on the word he has what received. Experience therefore from this scripture will tell me that if I'm going to exercise faith on a particular matter, my faith must be based on the will of God. Like I heard Pastor Igwe say this evening, he said, faith begins where the will of God is known. How are you going to get to know the word of the will of God? By an exposure to what God has said. Hear what he says here. So shall, this is the word that he received. So shall thy seed be. The next verse quickly, please. And being not weak in faith. Did you see that? Number one, for his faith to produce, he must know what the will of God is concerning that matter. So you can't just say, I have faith. What is the word behind that matter you are standing on? As you begin to be exposed into the word of righteousness, one of the things that it will produce for you is knowledge of how to handle such matters specifically. Not when you have a situation like this. This is the situation. And you need to get it to change. Because you don't know what to do. You begin to do what we all do sometimes. The blood of Jesus. Holy Ghost fire. You quote some scripture. Quote uh, maybe pray in tongues a while. Come and sow a seed. Get somebody who you don't even know to lay hands on you. Begin to look for a prophetic word for a way out. Why are you doing that? It's because you are inexperienced in the word of righteousness. An experienced person will not do that. He knows that if I am to move this thing, this is the exact knowledge that is required. And how does he get that knowledge? By an exposure to the word of God, the will of God. This guy said, he has said, that my children shall be like the sand on the sea. He has said it. And so he grabbed it. Please put that scripture back. He grabbed that word and held onto it. The Bible says, I'm being not weak in faith. Faith can be strong. Faith can be what? Weak. It means that it's an option. Is an option. The Bible says that we stand in faith. We walk in faith. The moment you begin to stagger or stagger, you know that you are not in faith any longer. You are where? In doubt. He, has he done it? He will do it, shall. 
one day, one day, Mungu could go market. He will not come back. One day, one day. I hope he will do. All those things are staggering on the will of God. On, the, on, on your faith. Oh, you feel good today. He has healed me. In the evening, the symptoms come back again. Ah, I feel so bad. He has not healed me. You are staggering. You are not steady in what you are doing. For as long as you are not steady, the reason why you are not steady is that your anchor is not holding. Why is your anchor not holding? You don't have the word base. You don't have the knowledge to be able to steady yourself. Why? Because you are unskilled in the word of righteousness. Are you following me? So, what are the signs of a weak faith? They are there in the scripture. If you look at it. The Bible says that he considered not his own body now what? Dead. So, if my faith is weak, it means that it will be subject to the way I feel. Remember what we read in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says that they were still they were still ruled. Let me read what he said there. In the Passion Translation, you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. You feel that God is here, God is here. You feel you are anointed, you are anointed. You don't feel you are anointed, you are not anointed. You don't feel that you are healed, you are not healed. Why? Because you are considering. And it is the sign of a weak faith. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Experience in the world tells me that once I receive the word and I establish that this is the will of God concerning me, the next thing I refuse to do is that I will not shake under any circumstance. I will refuse to consider. It is not that it is not there. It is there, but I will refuse to what? To consider. What will I be considering instead? Faithful is he who has promised, who also would what? Do it. And how will I manifest that indeed I believe that he is faithful that has promised? He's still there in that scripture. He says, he considered not his own body now dead. The body was dead. It was not like dead. It was not in coma. The body was dead. But in spite of it, he chose to exalt the name and the word of the one that has promised him. It's a choice. He says, when he was 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. If you read Hebrews 11, 11, don't go there. You would see that the Bible says, by faith or through faith, Sarah herself, for she counted him faithful who has promised. The next verse, we're talking about experience. 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 He said what? He staggered not at what? The promise of God through unbelief. The moment it begins to depend on how you feel, the news you are hearing, what you are seeing, your eyes is no longer on the world. You are vacillating. You feel good. He's there. You don't feel good. He's not there. You pray, 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 pray. It's as if the prayer has not passed the ceiling. Because that is how you feel. You think that is what it is. No, 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 no. It is an act of staggering. And you can call yourself back. It's a question of an experience in the world of righteousness. Now, is staggered not a choice? True unbelief. But what? You, 
read that one. But what? But was what? Strong in faith. What are the signs of a strong faith? We're talking about experience in handling the world. You see these things I'm talking about? Go and apply it this evening. In the matter you, that is challenging you at this time. Find out what the word has said. What is the will of God in this matter? You have established the will of God. Look at the contrary thing that you're experiencing. Or the mountain that is standing before you. Vis-a-vis the world. But make up your mind that that is not where you will dwell. You are not going to consider that. Because whether you consider or you don't consider, it will still, it will still be there. It is not you that removes it. It is God that takes care of it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Experience in the world of righteousness. So, the things that indicated that he had a strong faith, what are they? What's the next phrase you see there? Giving what? Glory to God. Did you see that? Those are the things that show giving glory to God. In the midst of the challenge, oh, Father, thank you. Thank you. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is with me. He's my portion in the land of the living. Oh, you see, you just begin to give God thanks. Glory be to God for my health. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement that brought me peace was laid upon him. By his stripes, I was healed. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who walk in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. God, I give you glory. Meanwhile, what you are feeling, what you are seeing is contrary to what you are portraying. It's an indication of strong faith. And you say it to your hearing. Don't just say it inside you. If people are there, you can say it quietly to yourself. If you are alone, say it a bit louder. God, I give you thanks for all things are working perfectly for my favor at this time. God, I give you thanks because the angels have been released to minister for me at this time. God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for that. Giving glory to God, even when the contrary evidence is still there is an indication of stronger. We're talking about handling the word of righteousness. Being skillful in the word of righteousness. The next verse. The next verse, please. And being what? Fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. How do you show that you are fully persuaded? By the words of your mouth. By the actions that you give, by the things you say, by the pictures you allow your heart to claim, I mean to paint, those are the things that show. The other person who is a babe will probably be looking for somebody to lay hands on him. The other person who is a babe will be saying, ah, everybody is getting pregnant. Now I got pregnant. See what is happening to me. Everybody is getting married. Now I got married. See what is happening to me. They always have a victim mentality. They have a pray for me mentality. They have that we are the disadvantaged ones. They have the fact that it's because I didn't do this, I didn't do that. No, 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 no. That is where God wants to win us from and take us to a point in which we can stand and be sons of the kingdom like he has called us to be. 
Praise the Lord. The next word that can be used to describe the word unskillful there is the word unaccustomed. Unaccustomed. Unac they see, they are not used to. The English word is that they are not familiar. The circumstances are strange or unusual to them. It is not a habit for them. Oh, why if the Lord is with me, why must I go through this? And I ask, if the Lord is with you, why shouldn't you go through this? How will God become popular in your circumstances, in your family, in your area of influence, in your life, if you don't go through that? To show, I think it was uh, Andy Crouch that said, if I didn't have a problem, I wouldn't have known that God can answer prayers. Isn't it? Isn't it, church? These things are sent to develop us. In Psalm 27, give me Psalm 27, verse 1, 2, 3, 4. Hear the affirmation of the psalmist. Because he was used to these things. He has come to a situation in which the workings of God were evident in his life. He has tasted it. He has known. He has seen. He has tried it. He knows it works. So even if it is not working now, you will see that I know that this thing will work. He said, the Lord is my light and what? My salvation. Whom shall I what? Fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be a what? Afraid. He says, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they what? They stumbled and they fell. Verse 3. Though an host should encamp against me. These are different circumstances he has experienced in the past. And he was recounting these experiences of God's deliverance. Why? Because he's accustomed to it. Trouble was his natural tough. He was never afraid of trouble or trouble or war because he has seen the Almighty perform wonders in his life severally. Now, he says, True though an host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against you see the progression. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be what confident. Verse 4, 4, 4, 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that I will seek after, that I may what? Dwell in the house of the Lord. A connection. There's no way you will stay in the house of the Lord that the words of the Lord will not reach you. And so a connection with the Lord of the house all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire where in his temple. God, what is your mind concerning this? Once the Lord speaks to him, is it not for him? Verse 13. Jump to verse 13. Listen to what he said. If he says, I had fainted. I would have fainted. Can you give it to us in the New Living Translation? In the New Living Translation. I'm talking about being accustomed. Please, is somebody there? The New Living Translation. He says, Yet I am confident, in spite of all that, the things have not been resolved though. He said, yet I am what? Confident. Read the rest. Read it. I will what? See the Lord's goodness while I am here. Where? In the land of the living. 
Some may fall at your left hand. Others at your word. Only with your eyes. Beloved, you must experience these things. That is why it's important for you to grow. I discovered in the Bible, as I studied for this particular meeting, which one of the days I'm going to teach it, one of the reasons why you must desire to grow is that if you don't grow, you will not know how to use the word of God effectively to your advantage and the way God wants you to. If you don't grow, you will not understand the interactions of the Holy Spirit in your life. And thirdly, if you don't grow, your ability to partake in your inheritance will be greatly curtailed. So, these three are enough motivation for you to make up your mind. Look, I must grow. I can't be suffering in the midst of plenty. I can't be. No, no, no. You are sleeping. Somebody is coming to draw a map of Africa on you. Why? Why? It's because you are still a babe or you are carnal or you don't know your rights in Christ or you don't know you are not accustomed. You are not familiar. The oppressions of the word of God is strange to you. Could that be why you are looking for what is the Lord saying? Prophetic word. Prophet, prophet, prophet. It's because you are not accustomed knowing that, look, you can be a prophet to yourself. Take the scripture. Begin to declare it. Begin to declare it. Begin to declare it. But before you declare it, let it sink inside you first. And as you begin to speak it, you will see the prophetic word that nobody can give you. You begin to get it. And even at that stage, the Spirit of God will come in and begin to direct you on how and what to do. Praise the Lord. The word unskilled, the first is inexperienced. The third is unaccustomed. Sorry, the second is unaccustomed. The third is unacquainted. Unacquainted. Not familiar. That is, they are not conversant with it. Not having met or been introduced. They are not aware or they are not informed. They are not aware, they are not informed. Why is it so? Can we have Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 on screen? King James, please. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. You see, you must make up your mind that I will get skilled in the word of righteousness. I must get experience in handling the word of God. In knowing how to apply spiritual truth to get results that I desire. I must get accustomed with the word. These are decisions you take. And when you decide, you will make a budget for it. Budget of resources, budget of time to ensure that you get these things done. Otherwise, the devil will be playing you like game. And so the third one is unacquainted. Unacquainted. It was Daniel that said it. I think in Daniel chapter 11 verse 33 or 32, they that have a functional knowledge of their God, they will be strong and they will what? Displace they would, they would display strength. They will be strong and they will display strength. But if, there is, if you don't have functional and experiential knowledge of God, if you have the New American Standard Bible, please, you can put it up after this text. Why is it that we are not acquainted with the word of God? Why is it that we are unaccustomed? Why is it that it's unfamiliar territory to us? We are not conversant with it. The Bible says that my people are what? destroyed for what? Lack 
of knowledge. That is one. They don't know. That is why they are not acquainted with it. He says, because thou hast what? Rejected knowledge. Some people have rejected it. No, this is not how we do it. No, this is not how this. No. What is the word of God saying? Open your eyes. Open your heart to the revelation of the word of God. Open your eyes. Open your heart to the teaching of the word of God. Today, I read a scripture in second second chronicles can, can, can you just put it up i think verse five or so in the new living translation second chronicles uh, 15 verse 5 we'll come back to this scripture second chronicles chronicles chapter 15 verse 5 good do you see this when i read it today i took some time to stay there for a while. It says, during those dark times, during those dark times, what characterized the dark times? Can you go to verse 4? Verse 4. During those dark times, what did we see in verse 4? It says, but whenever they were troubled, Israel turned to the Lord. Okay, the Lord, and sought him, and they found him. Can we see verse 3, please, quickly? Let me check what is there. Verse 3. Good. Good. Please, can we read this together? These were the things that resulted to darkness. Where people are living in ignorance. This is why they are living in ignorance. Please, let's read together, church. One, two, go. For a long time. You have stayed from the word of God for a long time. The reading of the word of God. The listening to the word of God. The attendance of fellowship with the brethren. Some would rather say, I watch online. Do you know? Please leave the scripture there. Everybody open to 2 John chapter 1 verse 12. 2 John chapter 1 verse 12. Quickly. Quickly. 2 John chapter 1 verse 5. Sorry, verse 12. 2 John chapter 1 verse 12. Anybody that has found it can come out and read quickly. We're looking at inexperience, unacquainted, unaccustomed. Who has found it? Second Kings, uh, Second John, chapter one, verse twelve. Can we have the mic, please, quickly? Okay. Our sister has found it. Maureen, you have found it. Stand and read for us, please. Listen to what he says, oh. We are not hearing you. Second John one twelve says, "I have so mu- I have so much to tell you, but I would rather I would rather not do it with paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you personally, so that we shall be completely happy." Okay, completely happy. Is there anybody with the King James? Okay, Chibuzo, can you stand to read to us? Praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Read it loud, please. Having many things to write unto you. I have many things. Having many things to write unto you. I would not write with paper and ink. I would not write with paper and ink. I would not do FaceTime with you. I would not do Facebook with you. I would not do YouTube with you. I would not write with paper and ink. Why? Because there is a limitation to it. Go on. 
But I trust to come unto you. But I trust to come unto you. And speak face to face. And face what? Face to face. Beloved, fellowship of the brethren is primarily face to face. Go on. That our joy may be full. So that our what? Joy may be full. Don't be fooled. Thank you, you may be seated. Don't be fooled by this online thing. I'll do it online, I'll do it online. Beloved of God, it's part of the things to steal from the joy of people. It's part of the things the devil have designed to create problems for brethren in their spiritual lives. Paul said, I will desire to come to you so that when I'm with you, I will impact you with spiritual things. Why didn't he do it in letter? He says, so that our joy might be full. So that our joy. That is why, hear what he said, for a long time, Israel was without the true God. For a long time, a lot of people have forgotten the fellowship of the brethren. Others up till down, they are going to the market. They are sitting on BRT. They are going to their offices. They are going for bidding place. They are going to the banks. They are not afraid of uh, COVID. But when it comes to church, they said, no, I can't go to church because COVID is in town. Beloved of God, for a long time, Israel was without what? A true God. What were the signs of the true God? Without what? A teaching. Without, sorry, without a priest to teach them. The teaching of the word of God. The teaching of the word of God in the place of fellowship is extremely important to the passage of the knowledge of God. Oh, I got it on tape. Oh, I got it. You can never be pastored on tape. Are you listening to me? You can be blessed, oh, but you can never be pastored that way. And they said what? Without the law to instruct them, the teaching, the revelation, the mind of God for the season they were in. The next verse, quickly. The next verse. You see, so, you see, they, when they are in trouble, that is when they remember the God of their fathers. As a result of that, in verse 5, what happens? The Bible says it was what? Dark times. It was what? Dark times. May you not walk yourself into dark times in the name of Jesus. He said it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people. Sorry, the problems did what? Troubled the people of every land. Are we not seeing it in our country today? Hello, somebody. Are we not seeing it today? There's a level we can blame the government to. But if you believe that life is spiritual, then we must arise and do the things we need to do. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go back to Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. You see the presence of forgetting, forgetting. When you stay away from fellowship, when you stay away from the place of prayer, I will do it alone, I will do it alone. Beloved of God, there is something that happens when brethren come together. He says, my people have been destroyed because they don't know me. Please put it in King James, please. King James. King James. He says, because thou hast rejected knowledge. Some of us have rejected fellowship. Fellowship. Oh, if I stay at home, I can go to many churches at the same time. That is not how God designed it to be. Every Israelite had a tribe. Every tribe, they were divided into clans. Every clans were made up of families. Even in the families, they were heads of families. There was order in the way they were doing. He says, I will also what reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God. I will also forget thy children. Do you see 
what makes people to lose what they have inexperienced, unaccustomed, unacquainted. Do you see it? Beloved of God, may you not walk yourself unto dark times in Jesus' name. I said, babes, therefore, are inexperienced at understanding deep spiritual truths and so cannot put God's word to work in their lives effectively. That is why you must be taught the word of God. Jeremiah 15, 3. He says, I will give you pastors after my heart who will teach you or who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Where are they going to feed you? Online? Well, maybe. But I know the standard of scripture talks about a face-to-face -face meeting. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, the Bible contains truth for babes. It's called milk. The Bible also has truth for the matured Christians. It's called meat. If you choose to remain on the same spot, since you became born again, and go and begin to lobby for political posts in church, you will get it all, but you are undermining yourself. God wants you to grow. Just as every earthly parent wants to see their child or children grow, in order for us to grow, you must desire the sincere milk of the world so that we may grow in it. And then we start, if you desire the milk, it is from the milk that you metamorphose into eating the meat. God desires you to enter into the meat area. But even the object is not the meat. The Bible speaks of bones. He wants you to be able to crack bones. And that speaks of strength. That speaks of completeness. And that is the desire. That is the picture that God has for us. So that the Bible says that, is, you see, when an enemy comes in, the spirit of the Lord will lift up his standard. Where do you think the standard is going to come in? It is you and I that will be used. But in order for the spirit of God to be able to live an effective standard, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, he says that God is able to do this, do this, but it is how? According to his power that is what? At work in you and at work in me. So it is you and I that are actually shortchanging the hands and the power of God. Our time is up today. Tell your friends, tell your brethren, come and be taught the word of God. Read 2 John chapter 1 verse 12 to them. Read 2 Chronicles chapter 15 from verse 3 to verse 5 to them. Read the scriptures to them. Read uh, Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 to them. Let them know that it is to the advantage to move forward. Like I said, next week, we're going to talk about those three critical areas that are extremely important. If you don't grow, you can't use the word of God effectively. It won't work for you. You'll just be running here and there and become a victim of circumstance. Or that is, the, the people, there are so many prophets in the land, false and true but hungry prophets, who will take advantage of you. That is why you need to know the word. To be able to hear instructions and interaction with the spirit of God and for you to be able to partake in your inheritance. In fact, if you don't have the word and you don't know the ways of the spirit, you can never partake in your inheritance. It is there, it has your name on it, but you can't approach it. Let's bow our heads and talk to God. Lord, I want to grow. Growth is mine in the name of Jesus. 
a desire to grow. Lord, put in me a desire for your word. A desire for a relationship, a strong relationship with the spirit. A desire, oh God, for fellowship with the brethren. A desire to be taught your word. Put this in me, oh God, and help me in the name of Jesus. Talk to God. And if you are here, you are not born again, brethren, it will be a pleasure for me to pray with you. If you are here, you are not born again, or you are watching from home or anywhere you are watching from, let's just pray together. Say this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I know he died for my sins. He was raised up for my justification. And he's seated at the right hand of God. A place of power, a place of authority. Being glorified by God. Father, therefore, I confess him as Lord in my life today. Of my life today. And in line with your word, I am born again. Receive me as your child. In Jesus' name. Please, if you prayed that prayer here. Immediately after the service, Pastor Phyllis Okonicha is there. He's standing. See him. He will tell you more what to do. If you're online, there are some numbers on screen. Please call the number. Somebody will be at the other end to speak with you. Praise the Lord. Do I have time for questions? How many minutes? Three. Please, is there any question? Maybe we might be able to take one question. No question. Can you stand? We are going to use the three minutes. Use it. Stand, stand, stand. Lord, that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. Begin to pray. Pray in tongues. Pray that prayer in tongues. That the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Spiritual illumination. Revelations in the knowledge of you. Begin to pray. It is by that revelation you will know the mind of God concerning what you are faced with at this time. Open your mouth and talk to God. Marade Sidi Mokumba. Makadeska, you are praying for revelation. You are praying for light. You are praying for insight. That the eyes of my understanding be enlightened, O oh God. That I will know what is in you for me. What you have ordained for me. Lord, open my eyes, O oh God, to you. Open my eyes to your word. Shine your light in my word. The Bible says because of the ignorance that they had, their lives became very bad. Talk to God today. I open up myself today for your word. I open up, let light fall. Let my eyes be lighted. Let my eyes be lighted. Let my understanding be lighted. Let my understanding be lighted. My understanding into the will of God. My understanding in the ways of God. My understanding in the knowledge of God. Let it be lighted. Mata belekada zebo brede kebodo baka beke de kembalika brede kedo vakadese bekrado sofredeske mata belekadaska metembo kumba brede kede bradaka bekemba pray from your heart.
mete grata sate mukumba bakade sete mukumba lighted understanding lighted understanding lighted understanding insight into the mysteries of god for my life insight to the mysteries of god for my time insight that will bring solution to the challenges i'm faced with right now glory be to god lift up your hands if you believe he had you and begin to thank him thank him for hearing you thank you for hearing you thank you for the things the spirit of god will begin to show you thank you for the knowledge that you are coming into thank you for the experiences and walk in the spirit that you begin to enter i bless you today in the name of the lord and i said go and walk in the reality of these truths in the name of jesus amen please you may be seated Thank you.